everybody. This is our Christian viewing experience. I am Noah Wilder. That is Elias Chavez. Hey. How's your week been, bud? <laughs> Let me think. Uh, yeah, this week, uh, pretty good. <laughs> you spent the night here last night. I did, because I was here late. We were here until one in the morning. Which isn't the latest I've ever been here, but the no. fact that you were like, hey, can you get here between nine and ten? I was like, I'm... I'm we got to work today, so yeah, I was like, we were sitting down there, mm-hmm. me and my wife, watching TV, waiting for you to get done so we could, like, usher you out. Yeah. And you just come down there at one in the morning, and you're like, hey, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I'm, I'm going to stay in the guest bedroom, because we usually try and make you. Yeah. But if you would have just decided before, <laughs> we well, could have went I, to bed at, like... I did not know it was one o'clock. Like, 11 or 10.30 or something. Yeah. Because Discord doesn't show you the time when you're on, like, a Discord call. You're screaming up here. Was I? Yes, we can hear you several times. Play- Who screams during D&D? <laughs> Apparently me. You're just like, I just rolled a 21! <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> you're, like, mad. It's like a game of Uno. You can't win by playing the Switch decks. Switch dude, hands. Dude, I was big mad when that happened. <laughs> uh, nobody gets context. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this week, pretty good. Uh, we were going to record yesterday, recording today. It's fine. Uh, um, <laughs> ignore, ignore the... Ignore Did you do the, anything else this week, man? Yeah, I signed a lease. <laughs> okay. And... And? Today's Saturday, right? Yeah. I meet my new boss tomorrow. That's a tomorrow thing. Oh, okay. Um, pretty sure... Pretty sure that's everything. Um, that's good. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that's everything. Because we saw each other... Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. We saw each other very recently. So yeah, that, that's everything. That's everything that's happened. Yeah, surprisingly, we kept up with each other this week. So it's not like I don't know what you've done this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a good week, too. <laughs> what have you gotten up to? I've been applying to a few jobs and mm-hmm. still trying to support Bays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet. You know how, like, episode three, we had to record? Is <laughs> it? early because i i went to the country i went to uh, the country for a week and then i came back and the whole world was burning uh (laughs) yeah and then we had to start recording in my closet (laughs) yeah yeah you left for only a little bit yeah not that uh, long and apparently america could not handle it no wilder's not here (laughs) this our christian viewing experience podcast is a week old Shut it down! <laughs> Trump hits the panic button. <laughs> Trump is one of our eight listeners. <laughs> no! No! It's a code red! <laughs> well, anyway. In like three and a half weeks, I'm leaving the country again for two weeks, and we were supposed to go back to Cyprus, but uh, Cyprus is... Right, you, going through some issues. Yeah, its its regulations are a little too stiff to actually successfully do ministry there. Like we could go, we could maybe talk to a few people, 
we have no idea if we would actually be able to talk to a few people. Mm. The main thing we could, the churches are closed. We can't even like go to church and do stuff there. So the only thing we could really know we could do is go there, eat some food and pray. And we can do that in Louisville. So uh, no reason to go. So we're, we're going to Croatia now. And so me and Sarah Beth are support raising, um, almost $7,000 to go because there's two of us and it doubles the price, uh, to have two people go instead of one people. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so I've just been doing that a lot and trying to find a job, <laughs> cleaned up around the house, hung stuff up in here. You Okay. I need to know if anyone knows what the like 3D <laughs> this again. We okay. were just talking about this. The, so, the 3D thing where you look at it from one angle and it moves one way or the other. It, it's a it's a picture. It's a it's a flat image. Yeah, you used to get them on stamps sometime or like when you got Valentine's Day things at yeah. school. There there would always be one or two that. Like had a little hearts on them, yeah. but they were flat. And when you when you here, actually, I'm gonna move the, I'm gonna move the mic over there too. Moving the mic, moving the mic. And when you run your fingernails across it, it makes this sound. Yeah, it's it's, it's that it's the, people it, call them holographic, and it's just not true. Yeah, that's <laughs> just not that. That's not the name for it. I tell you, and you I, I've always wanted to know, like, how exactly do these work? And I I had an idea. And mm-hmm. Elias says it's right. Yes, but I can't. If, if you, I can't Google it because I don't know what these things are called. <laughs> it's okay. So here's how it works. Because no, I, so you know, like stitch patterns where it's like some of the things are going up and some of them are going like like down, running across. So that's how those things are built. And on each of those facets, there's like a different speck of paint. And so, like when you look at it from some angles, but then every now and then you'll just look at it from a super weird angle, and it'll show you multiple images. Like that, you in this one, it's a Star Wars thing, so you can see like kind of like there's the Death Star, and then like a faux Death Star that looks like it's yeah, kind of yeah. behind it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's when it's like not moving smoothly; it has to transition back to the other side. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you're not meant to do that. Yep. <laughs> you're supposed to look at me head on and from like one or two other very specific angles. <laughs> so it's like plastic and it has like very specific angles that like only show specific things. And yes. Yeah, but I, I always figured it was something like that. Elias says I'm right, but I don't, I don't know if he's right because I can't even look it up. Um, <laughs> I want to trust your friends, I guess. No. Because <laughs> you can't look it up either, because you don't know the name of it. No, no, no phones. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, I like hung, hung a few things up. You <laughs> tried to climb into my attic. I could have. I could. I was at the point where I could have made it. And then I was like, I poked my head up there, and I was like, it's surprisingly bright up here. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go back down. <laughs> you know, because we have two attics. Mm-hmm. There's a, We have two floors, and one section of the first floor doesn't have a top floor on top of it. So there's just a door into the attic to that area. So we've just been using that for storage. We don't have to climb up a ladder to get to the attic we want to use for storage. So I've never looked up there. <laughs> yeah. And I've been here almost a year. Yeah. And you're like, you know, I'm going to look. And so you stood on top of a door and a railing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you're wearing socks. And this, <laughs> this is not safe. 
And so I got a ladder app for you. And you looked up there and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, it's an attic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I approve. <laughs> always in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if there's, like, just someone living up there and I never know? <laughs> they crawl out every night and they're just like... <laughs> they crawl <laughs> <laughs> go get a granola bar and crawl back in. <laughs> get a granola. Have you you've seen uh, Parasite? Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. But you've seen Parasite. Yeah, there's a okay. uh, the boy. I don't know if you've seen that one. Where the boy? The, oh, oh yes, the yes, horror movie? The, yes, yes, yes. The horror movie, and there, they made a the, sequel to it that's even worse than that one. Yes, and the original the boy. Mm-hmm. That you're you're confused because there's this doll and mm-hmm. it moves places and rooms when no one's in there. Yep, and, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, the doll's haunted!" And you have to feed it and stuff. But in reality, it's just a, ske- a weird dude like living in the walls. Yep, <laughs> moving this boy around so people like the, moving the doll it, around. Yeah, the doll around moving that so people think it's alive so it can get food. Yeah, <laughs> do they just kill that guy or something? <laughs> what do they do? I don't know what they do. I don't though. remember. Just freaking get a shotgun to shoot all the walls. <laughs> I'm gonna really lower the property value of my home. Ba 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 ba. I mean, if you leave that guy in there, the property value is already gonna be really low. <laughs> anyway, and then in the sequel, the the doll is actually haunted. Yes. Um, Somehow. I am very into red letter media yeah. and they had a, they had a joke. So this is just me flat out stealing a joke from somewhere. Um, <laughs> but they had a joke in there where they were like, w- w- they should have like a, like a haunted doll, like connected universe, which like ends with like Annabelle versus that doll. And so it's just like a bunch of dramatic shots of like, like them just not moving, just them but in possibly chair. moving. Yes. And then they're like, and then like the very last, it's like an hour and a half long movie and it's just like very, very well done dramatic shots of just them sitting in chairs and rocking chairs just rocking they're not moving the chairs are just rocking yep and then and then they're like and then the very last like split second of the movie they both just fly out of the chairs and the movie just cuts and rolls right in. I, thought you, I thought you were gonna say they're just sitting there mm-hmm. and then just one falls down and then cut to black <laughs> one just falls very, out of the chair very somber music like what plays at the end of infinity war oh, just <laughs> oh yeah with the, Thanos like going and sit down or like the but it, no I think the score from Joker would <laughs> work better for this okay okay oh, I like this hypothetical movie that I, I, again I stole from somebody else literally we couldn't make it right now we could like what is it we could get an Annabelle doll recreation for like seventy bucks, like a, like, uh, like a good, like one. a fan yeah. recreation that they sell at like GameStop or whatever. Yeah, we can make Etsy. our own boy thing. I'm boy sure. doll, boy doll, doll <laughs> of boy, <laughs> doll from boy movie. It's the Instagram post you showed me earlier, the like you got a doll face. <laughs> the doll, the doll is like this really chubby cabbage patch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anyway, but how would you search for the boy doll? Uh, boy, the movie doll. The doll from the boy movie. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's several boy movies. Boy movies. Anyway, boy we boy. can make this movie. We should post it like five years from now. <laughs> Just the ending scene. 
<laughs> one falls over, the other one flies into their chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you play the end music from Iron Man, where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time it's... I am Iron Man. <laughs> Just go, guy going crazy on the guitar. You know, I, I watched this, like, 20-minute documentary of the guy who now owns the animal doll. Oh. It was like... Because the the people in the what you call it what is it Conjuring movies they're yeah. real people yeah 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 and so and they're dead now and so yes they they gave all their stuff to another guy and his wife mm-hmm. who who they trained because they wanted whoever owned them to respect that stuff and not like use it for money or anything and mm-hmm. not um and not like hurt people with it or mm-hmm. anything um and I was listening to this thing <laughs> and this guy is so convinced that the animal doll is actually possessed yeah and i'm not convinced at all but he had like five stories of people coming to the house seeing the animal doll they always tell them don't touch it don't do anything with it and every time someone apparently touches it they don't get they a have, car wreck or something <laughs> don't they have like a like a glass thing around it yeah or but when they invite like a priest in or something Oh. A priest will be super disrespectful and be like, eh, and open it up and we'll just grab it all and throw it. <laughs> is what happened with this guy, uh, this priest, and he got in a car wreck and nearly died on the way home. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, uh, but That's a the, crazy coincidence. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, how many people have been in here and like probably disrespected this doll without touching it? Like, probably thousands. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> starts, I'm not gonna say it, but, like, starts, like, reciting the, like, super terrible things that they say in the Exorcist movie. Like, your mother's a, you know, like, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, I've never seen the Exorcist movie. <laughs> oh, I watched it. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> it's still, it's a very well shot, a bit crazy, um, but, I mean... Yeah, it, it just, I just never thought it was like scary. I didn't think it was like culturally important for me to see, mm-hmm. so I never made a point to see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the one thing from The Exorcist, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Um, imagine is is The Exorcist where she walks down the stairs backwards, or is that the remake? I think that's She's in like. I'm trying to remember because I I don't she's remember. She's bent over backwards and her hands are on the floor. Yes, yes, and she yes, walks yes, down yes, the yes. stairs like that. I'm trying to remember that that might that might be like an extended scene because I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Oh yeah, I think you're right because I watched. I think I've seen a video where like most favorite most famous movie scenes yeah. that were actually not in the original cut. Yeah, and that's like from a re-released cut where they added some stuff yes. that they had filmed but just didn't include or something. Yeah. Like that. But That's they a- actually got like a gymnast who could do that. Mm-hmm. And then they just cut out some frames to make it look all choppy and weird. Yep. But someone actually went down the stairs backwards yep. like that. And it freaks me out that those people exist who can do this. <laughs> Imagine you're getting robbed in the middle of the night. Your alarms go off or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, you come out of who's there? <laughs> get robbed by a contortionist, and he just turns his whole body backwards without moving his legs. And I'm just like, you know what? You can have whatever you want. I'm gonna go back to bed. I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> like he, he's not actually like 
supernatural or anything. It's just like I just freak people out with my contortion, yeah. and people just give me their stuff. Yeah. There's a there's a <laughs> spectrum um, for physical therapist people, but there's a, there's a spectrum of strength to flexibility. Um, you can take a contortionist in a fight. I promise you, they <laughs> they are uber flexible. But not but very could I strong. Pin them down. You can you can pin them down <laughs> if, if you grab the right joint. <laughs> just grab him by the ear and just drag him outside. Okay, let me go. <laughs> My contortionist powers don't apply there. <laughs> Rotates yeah, on the axis you, you, of ear. <laughs> you have to have like so little muscle that it can stretch and bend. Yeah, and not like do what muscles are supposed to do and keep you in place. Yeah. So, anyway. You want to talk about Jesus? Let <laughs> me <laughs> get into the feature presentation. Um, I'll go first. Okay. A few weeks ago, a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I was talking about Man of Steel. Right? And we were talking less about Superman and more about Zod. <laughs> true, true. Uh because Zod had this characteristic about him where, like, he cannot understand doing anything other than trying to protect Krypton through violence. <laughs> and so, Very like, specifically through violence. Because he was made as a general, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he was DNA-constructed, artificially made to be a general, so he literally cannot fathom doing anything else. It's just not something his brain will accept. And so even though Krypton and all the people of Krypton, except for one dude, who he then fights, so, like, what's going on there, but, um, are gone, he's still, like, that's all he can do, so the only thing he can do in that situation is still just violence (laughs) and maybe some type of messed up revenge for Krypton, Mm -hmm. because that's the devil thing where it's not that he has a choice. He made a choice a long time ago, and this is just what he does. And he will not change. Even if it is possible for him to. It's just not something he's going to do. He doesn't consider doing anything but rebelling against God. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't consider. And so I thought that that helped explain, like, why is the devil just so bad? Like, why won't he just give up? Like, he knows God's in charge, he knows he's, he's going to lose, he knows he's in the wrong, um, and still, he's out there fighting, trying to get some weird type of revenge on God and drag people down. And now I want to go into the kind of sequel, I won't call it a sequel because I want a Man of Steel 2, but if you look at the news lately, the rebooting of Steel without Henry Cavill, yeah. again, an African-American super Clark Kent, so... Which, like, that's fine. <laughs> news! <laughs> We're back to news. Tricked ya. Anyway. <laughs> um, which, like, that's fine with me. But, like... Why? <laughs> like, there's black Superman in the comics that aren't Clark Kent. So just bring one of those in and don't reboot everything. <laughs> hmm. I don't have a problem with it. No, 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 I don't have a problem with it. But I just really like Man of Steel and it's like... I know a lot of people do, <laughs> and people will see this movie. Man of Steel. Anyway, two. is man? Wait, Man wait. of Steel was Man of was there Man of go. Steel the Lex Luthor? No, 
Which one was Man of Steel? Man of, Man of Steel. Man of Steel was the origin story. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Right. With Zod. <laughs> with with Zod. Yes. Okay. Like I was just saying. No. 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 What What was the name of the one with the Lex Luthor Kryptonite Island? Kryptonite Island. The Lex Luthor Kryptonite Island. Oh, that was Superman Returns. Superman Returns. Okay. Anyway, so That's, yeah, we're gonna you. get into this in a second. I just want to finish. Just, there you go. Man of Steel should be the sequel. You can bring in an African American Superman, and they can learn how to be a team. You can make it like into the Spider Verse, yeah. And <laughs> just like just bring one in, into, like you can do whatever you want. This is a comic book movie. <laughs> you do not have to reboot it. <laughs> the rules for this are not hard and fast. Other than you have to reboot the universe whenever anything doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to talk about the the sequel of that Batman versus Superman. Or V, because I don't do VS. Um, yeah. Uh, Batman, very right. Superman. Very Superman. <laughs> Dawn of Justice, which is like, the the second part is just like, what the? Dawn of Justice. Because it's Justice League, because Wonder Woman's there, and there's a lot of weird, unnecessary scenes about how you're going to, how Cyborg was in the Flash, and the Flash shows up. Anyway, and- so just leave it as Batman v Superman. That's the selling point. So make the selling point the title. That's what you're supposed to do. No one went there to be like, Justice League? They wanted to see them fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much of that do we get? Eh, we got like 20 minutes of it. We got like 20 minutes of it. That's in, pretty good. In a movie that spends like an hour of its runtime. Almost three and a half hours. Yeah, like an hour of its runtime, just focusing on the Dawn of Justice part. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need it. We didn't need it. Unnecessary. Anyway, so gonna talk about that. So Superman, he's a good man, right? He hasn't done anything wrong, and yet the movie presents everyone hates him. <laughs> I mean the government made him a statue, and that's nice. <laughs> but the public they're not sure about him. Uh and if they don't hate him, they really aren't sure whether they should trust him unless they're in danger. Then they're like, hey, Superman. Yeah. You want to come help uh, out? Unless, unless you're a little Mexican kid in a burning building. Yeah. <laughs> then, Mexican Superman. Mexican people in that movie love Superman. <laughs> Everyone else. Because he's an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else in white America hates Superman. How's that? <laughs> Which I never got. But, like, I guess... They didn't understand the situation. They're just like, like Batman is like the stand-in why for why people don't trust him is they only saw two people fighting. They don't know who was on the good side or the bad side. Yeah, sure, he's saving people now, and that's great. And the government says we should trust him, but the government also said there wasn't aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh Look at this now. <laughs> um, so anyway, that whole thing. It, all, it makes sense that Batman might not trust him and that the world might not trust him yet. And so if you want to be one of those DC fanboys and be like, well, he's not Superman in the public... Se-. Anyway. <laughs> cool! <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> um, so a lot of people on Earth, they project their problems onto him, even though he's not really doing anything, but being a good person. <laughs> he's just out there. Literally, every time they see him, he's saving people. Yeah. He's out here 
had a hurricane flood. He saves people. NASA has a, <laughs> has a ship blow up. He saves them. Did you want another Challenger explosion? No. Superman is the reason why that didn't happen. <laughs> why are you mad? No one knows. <laughs> but people are mad. Um, they project their problems onto him, and he, he just wants to do what's right. Uh, Lex Luthor comes in in this movie. Uh, he has that classic argument that God can't be all-powerful and all-good, which I always thought was really weak argument. <laughs> um, it's the, the premise of the argument is something bad happened, therefore God can't be who he says he is. Why can't bad things happen? There's no like logic to it. It's completely emotional, and then they say it's logic. It's, I emotionally cannot accept this. So logically, it makes sense that it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. which is not how logic works. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll move on to, and even the, like, the, the way that he equates Superman to God, he like keeps talking about gods and the Christian God and the devil and stuff like that. And he equates Superman to that shows that he has no earthly idea who God is. <laughs> Because he, if you he can just see someone with superpowers and be like, "Ah, oh, God," that it's like he only views God as a powerful being, mm-hmm. and God says he's all good. But if he has his powers, why isn't he doing something? Right. Which is not God is not Superman. <laughs> there is like me getting superpowers does not elevate me any closer to God, and. The re the way that he keeps equating that is like you, clearly you do not understand what's going on. <laughs> Somebody is a little in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Batman can't accept that Superman is good either. Bruce Wayne, uh, he cannot trust someone who is that powerful to do what is right, even if they are consistently doing the right thing. He sees that he is. He says, if there's a one percent chance. We might as well take it as an absolute certainty because we cannot risk it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you hate this movie, by the way. <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway, it's not like Crimes Against Grindelwald or anything. No, 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 no. Crimes Against Grindelwald makes me foam at the mouth. This movie just makes me like, ah, man, so so much potential. It, uh, <laughs> Crimes Against Grindelwald from the first Crimes scene. of Grindelwald? Crimes, crimes out, yes, Crimes of Grindelwald. It's very like first scene. I'm like, oh man, this is great. And it's just and hate scenes. Then hate scenes through I, I can't. I can't even every like, pore. Of I his can't beard. begin to like the rest of the movie is just like. <sighs> but this movie is just like, oh man, it's it's just it's just it's. I'm like a disappointed parent when I watch this movie. Like, oh, honey, it's like everything is there except for the writing. Yes. And the, and the writing was almost there. Just, it was like, you need one more draft, and then it's an average movie, and then it can be a good movie after another draft. Yeah. Why can't you And like just an spend? hour of fat, fat could be trimmed from it. And- okay, I don't like the argument about how, like, oh, that's not necessary, that's not necessary. Just because something doesn't apply to the plot doesn't mean it's not necessary. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm, like, I, you what I'm saying anime, is... anime, excuse you. Yes, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I'm just saying the whole thing about Justice League. Okay, That yeah. can be cut. And I think if, if the movie had all of that stuff, like, cut from it... I think even... I think it would be a lot stronger. It could even have that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. 
It just needed literally another month oh, of like, just sure, working through the script. And it could be reworked, but... And it would have been so much better, but yeah. the, they're just like, gotta get this movie out. That's good enough. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what? where was I in my script? <laughs> um, but Lex Luthor uses uh, Batman's mistrust yeah. of Superman to manipulate him into believing he should kill Superman, right? Mm-hmm. That Superman is the en- enemy. And even Lex, who thinks Superman can't be trusted, is a bad guy because he has power. That's Lex's understanding of the world, is if you have power, you cannot be good. <laughs> Says the rich white man in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, he, like, that's his point. He can't get Superman to corrupt himself. He manipulates Superman by knowing he's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he puts him in a, in positions where he cannot properly save people because it's a no-win situation and because he's a good person that tortures him. It's not like he makes him do bad things. <laughs> And corrupts him and makes him believe. He just kind of guilt trips him. Yeah, that's all that he does. <laughs> like he, d- he, he cannot corrupt Superman. And he's like Superman's been corrupted, and that like, I think that speaks for the movie less than it's a plot hole, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is that's why Lex Luthor is a crazy person <laughs> because he's like being super manipulative, and he knows he's not like actually making Superman do anything bad. Or corrupting him in any way. And he's using the fact that he's good to make him feel bad. And he's still like, I'm correct. You can't trust this man. He's no good. (laughs) Bad guy. Cancelled. So, yeah, he doesn't even prove his point. Like, he gets Superman to fight Batman by kidnapping Superman's mother... And saying, I'm going to kill your mother unless you go fight Batman. <laughs> and then when Superman gets there, he still doesn't try and fight Batman. Except for when Batman's a crazy person and trying to kill him. <laughs> He's like, you know, I can't let you kill me, so I have to fight. And you're kind of making me angry, so maybe I went a little too far. But I still want to, like, talk this out. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, he torments yeah. him by putting him in situations where he cannot be good, but not, sh- but not by showing Superman that he's actually a bad guy. He's not proving his point. He's pr- disproving his point by doing these things to Superman. Lex Luthor is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Lex Luthor takes over the Satan role from Zod in the last movie. Is what I wanted to talk about. And a very different purpose, Zod, filled in that he. This is just what he does, and he will not accept anything mm-hmm. else. The the way that Lex Luthor interacts with the world is very uh, devil ish, in that he is just using people's mistrust of this god figure and manipulating them into not trusting them even more and even more and even more, and he just continues to this for this god to get. Stand it. He's manipulating people into not trusting him, not actually proving that he's not trustworthy. 
He just believes he's not trustworthy and manipulates others into not trusting him. Yeah. Right? And that's what Satan does. I think it's very one-to-one. Where Satan does not ever actually prove God is not trustworthy. He just manipulates our natural distrust because we, he and us brought sin into the world together and he uses that. From we are born into sin aspect of our lives to manipulate us into not trusting God, into not loving God, to not following him. And that's what Lex Luthor is doing. And so Batman in this movie is kind of our stand-in where, well... We see, we can equate some supernatural thing with badness. You know, we can, we have this natural tendency to, oh, that's a force I don't understand. It's not good. It can't be good. You know, we have this tendency like every other supernatural thing we think of in our society. It can be good, but usually it's bad. You know, (laughs) oh, it's just a ghost. It's just a spirit of someone. Why does he like torture you? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Like he, he's just like I died in this house like of old age now I must torture the people who live here like we an- immediately assume this guy is a bad guy because he's supernatural right and we don't question it at all <laughs> this has got a little off the rails I feel <laughs> yeah, yeah but like we have that we have that sin tendency and then we I know what you mean yeah and then I was just saying you that, just see something that's like above your understanding in a way and you just and assume just like, it can't be for yeah. my good. Yeah. You know, and that's what Satan uses. I was just like, we're talking about ghosts and old okay. people dying and <laughs> should have just that's what I'm to saying, the movie. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll leave that alone, but like, <laughs> when you hear ghost, you assume, oh, that thing's bad. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. But like, there's no reason to assume that and I don't believe in ghosts anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I um, get... Oh, sorry. But what? anyway, his goal is for no one to trust Superman at the end of the day, right? Um, <clears throat> he creates from this past devil stand-in, uh, Doomsday, who has inherited Zod's only purpose is destroy everything. <laughs> he, like... Kill everything! <laughs> um, and so, like, the full devil stand-in is there now, where he uses this past devil stand-in and his manipulation that is very similar to what Satan does to manipulate people. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, and for Batman, he just has to encourage it. He doesn't really have to manipulate him too much. He's just like, yes, you're right. And Batman's like, I am right. I am, right. <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> and I am correct. <laughs> anyway, and then what changes Batman's mind, though, is the Martha scene. <laughs> but, okay, I'm just gonna... Do I need to turn off your mic real quick? <laughs> I just squeal into the mic. No, 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 I can take it. I can take it. Okay. Just get it over so, with quickly. It's, <laughs> like a band-aid. The, the point of that scene, no matter how kind of clunky it is, <laughs> is that Superman is shown to be human. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Batman's ready to kill him. And Superman says, save Martha, which, like, why do you say Martha? Why don't you say my mom? <laughs> and then, so, at that, but the, the name Martha freaks Batman out, because that's his mom's name, and he doesn't understand what's going on, because why don't you say your mom? Uh, <laughs> save 
your mom. <laughs> Batman's just like, oh, what? Martha, Excuse me? Your mom. <laughs> but anyway, so, like, even the Martha part doesn't completely, like, stops Batman. Yeah. It just, like, surprises him and takes him out of the moment. And he needs to figure out what's going on before he kills this guy. And then, uh, Lois Lane runs in and says that's his mother. And what the scene represents is Superman has a mom. He's a person mm-hmm. just like everyone else. That's what Batman gets to understand. <laughs> right? And, and that's another thing that I've never quite got about the scene. Because he's beat up a lot of people with moms. <laughs> but they never said they had a mom. <laughs> he's like, hey, I, I, I got a mom. And then, and then Batman just like picks him up and takes him to the hospital. Like, oh, uh-huh. dude. I'll cover your medical bills. Oh, I dude, forgot. You've got a mom? I forgot. Not everyone's parents were killed. I thought you were an orphan like me. I try to only beat up orphans. <laughs> I either adopt or beat up orphans. <laughs> and then Superman's just like, well, t- I mean, technically I'm adopted, I guess. My planet blew up. And then he like goes, oh, oh I can kill this guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He does beat up an orphan. <laughs> he does beat up an orphan. Anyway, so... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you go, Benz! Anyway. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> <laughs> Do it! Beat that orphan up! Stop! <laughs> anyway, so... The point is that he recognizes Superman, this god stand-in to all these people in this movie, as a human being. And so that's what God does for us. He allowed, He came down and he felt our pain, he felt all our temptation, and he was in the form of a man, and he was a man, and he's a hundred-spent man. He, couldn't, he, he felt all our experiences, and so and him doing that, even to the point of death, Mm-hmm. which is a human experience, not a God experience, um, is what allows us to say, no, he, to see him properly, right? One, it like in theo- theological senses, many theological senses, it's the reason we can communicate with God, but it is also that the reason that the, him being a human makes him someone who can understand us. In our minds, right? We can say, like, no, God does understand me. He lived a full life and has even died. He understands what I'm going through. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> um, and this allows Batman to view Superman in the correct way. And he's inspired to become a better man. And that's what happens with us as we see Jesus living this perfect life. And we're inspired to be better men and women because of that, right? Um, and so that's what, (laughs) that's what I was talking about is that Lex Luthor is this very devilish stand in where we can, if we never try and view God properly, we never relate to him as Jesus. Even we don't even try and understand him. The the devil manipulates us, uh, into, into not trusting him because we already have that tendency. But what God does is say, no, I became a man. I became a servant. I even died as a servant for you. I understand what's going on and I'm here for you. And so that's in the Martha scene. <laughs> that's what Superman is also doing. 
And so I thought that was a cool stand-in where this God character is just distrusted and this other Satan character is just doesn't trust him. And his goal is to manipulate everyone on the planet and also not to trust him. Um, but he can't actually prove that the God stand-in does anything bad. And in fact, he uses the fact that the God stand-in is good to hurt him rather than just making him, like, do something bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? Anyway. Like... Anyway, so I'll leave it alone now. Did you have anything you wanted to say? Um, not... Well, yes. <laughs> not, I guess You're not, too angry. I'm too... I just think of a No, um... I, save I, your mom! Save your mom! <laughs> <laughs> he's clutching a white claw when he says it. Save your mom! <laughs> Drink some <old> things, smash it. <laughs> Against his forehead. Like, By the way, kryptonite doesn't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Sin is my only vice. <laughs> um, but no, I... Uh, to, to add to what you were saying specifically, I, I feel like to kind of bring it all on, on track or to bring it all together, um, for, for like, viewing Lex Luthor as that, like, large devil figure, like, specifically, I feel like you're focusing on the the tempter aspect, like, this, mm-hmm. this great corrupter. And I, I really feel like, um, like, he uses that aspect of, like, us... Um, How to explain this? Like he uses that aspect of like our our shared relationship, I guess, or that experience of like we both brought sin into the world, and so like from the very beginning, he knows exactly like what our tendencies are, where our shortcomings, and like what what our weakness is, like what what are what are we really like striving for in life? Because he was there in the garden as well. Like he's fully aware of all of the things. Um, and so for this movie, um, like looking at Lex Luthor in that regard as, as this great tempter, um, I wanted to bring it back to one of, one of your first points of just saying, like, just naturally speaking, people are super distrustful of Superman. Yeah. Um, not because of anything bad that he's done, but because of the potential for bad. Yeah. Um, and even though he continues to demonstrate time and time again that he's not going to act on that, you know, the same can be said for God in the regards that, like, God has, I, God is all good, so he has no potential for evil. But, like, on a finite human understanding where you could say, hypothetically, you know, if God wanted to wipe out all existence, couldn't he just do that? And you're like, well, yeah. And he would be good in doing that if yeah. he did it. <laughs> and if he did it, he would be fully just. But, but what, if, what if... what if? But not existing is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually had this thought today, and I almost walked downstairs like to ask you about this or to mm-hmm. say this to you, and then I just kind of realized, I was like, oh, well, you have a guest over, I don't, I don't want to just <laughs> uh, leave with this. Um but yeah, I had this thought where I was just thinking about it, and I was like, you know, it's it's occurred to me like those those as you just wake up thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. But for for God, He existed like infinitely mm-hmm. before creation. 
Mm. There's no Higgs boson force. Time wasn't relevant. There was no mass. God is infinite. There was no concept of time. That is how I've always reasoned that way in my head. But anyways. Well, well you don't have to reason in a way. It's just true. It's just true. But <laughs> because, I, like, I, like to, I like thinking of like the scientific even, reasons as to well, why miracles are possible. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he, he, he has to be outside of time. Mm-hmm. Space. He cannot have been influenced by those things yeah. because he's the one who created them. Yeah, he has you no know? mass. But even from a scientific <laughs> point of view, he, like, we've always, it's either something existed forever and created us, mm-hmm. or everything has existed forever and now we're just in this form. Yeah. But you still have to accept, accept something has existed just because it exists and there's no beginning point to it. Yeah. And so, like, there's no reasoning that away. Yeah. It's a fact no matter what you believe. Yeah. You Where know. did matter come from? From matter. Thank you. Where did that matter come from? And then they uh, from the previous explosion of the last universe. <laughs> and then the the same people who say that are also like, well, where did God come from? He just existed. I don't trust that. Because <laughs> that has sentience. Yeah, I guess that's why. Anyway, the point is, um, but for for God to have existed infinitely before, like for me thinking about like the the finiteness of my lifetime, you know? And, like, for for God, he didn't have to create all of this. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea is that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, lived in complete, total, perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, didn't they invent the idea of, like, disharmoniousness by having created everything? And then it's like, well, not really. I guess it would be Satan and us. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, he, he creates everything knowing that it's all going to go wrong and that there's going to be this whole redemption plan. And I was like, all this, like, thousands of years or whatever that, like, humans have been here and, like, doing our stuff, that is a drop in the bucket. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, he's already existed infinitely. And so for him to have this great plan... And I, anyway, point is, I bring all this up just to say that, like, to for us as two, like, mature Christian adults, like, we're like, oh, you know, like, that's a comforting thought, you know, like, this what you know, God didn't lose anything by doing this, you know, this isn't, like, some fail-safe plan of his or whatever. He was just like, oh, you know what, this is perfect, and I can bring other things into this perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a beautiful thought, but I was like, to someone who isn't a Christian, that would probably be terrifying. You know? That would that would be like really... That God decided to make this world exist. Yeah. When he didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that that's scary. Especially to like yeah. our, our generation. Because we, we have this human perspective. We have this where, human perspective. Where it's like, well, but bad things are happening to me. Yeah. But it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> One, you... We are the reason the bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. Two, that doesn't mean God, like, God did not do a bad thing in creating you. You wouldn't say, like, I, I should not exist. It was bad for me to be born. No yeah. one, no one, it's a mental issue if you say something like that. Yeah. Like, you, you need to seek help. No one actually believes that. Even the people who say something like that. Do not act out their lives like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those people who have those mental issues, you don't just 
let yourself fall down the stairs, you still carry yourself down the stairs because you don't want to be harmed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you still eat food every day because you don't act, your body will not accept your mind believing that, even if it does. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's but- why the Bible says, like, no one hates his own body, but nourishes it and cherishes it. Yeah. Because even if you are suicidal or something like that, your body is still like, no, I'm going to take care of this. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> like, even someone who's suicidal doesn't, like, want to break their leg. Like, yeah. they're not just like, oh, this whatever. Yeah. They'll take steps to prevent themselves from breaking bones and scraping themselves and doing things. They still yeah. have a bad day when they cut themselves accidentally, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all this to say, tying it back into Lex Luthor, um, <laughs> what a weird sentence. Um, but like for him and like looking at Lex Luthor is this great tempter figure. You have like from his perspective, you have, um, like for him to look, there's that scene of him looking at the painting and he flips it upside down, he flips it, he flips it upside down. This devils don't come from hell below us, but from the sky above us, whatever he says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, the thing is, like, he's just, like, saying, I, like you were saying, rich white man says that. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't trust people with power. But he is the person who comes from above. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, yeah, literally Superman comes from above, like, because he can fly. <laughs> but, like... In reality, he was like this poor kid, and he just wants to do what's right. Yeah. And Lex Luthor is the one from above. Who's <laughs> casting judgment. On everyone else. Yeah. For trusting Superman, or for being Superman, or... <laughs> yeah. Or, if, like, he judges everyone if they don't have the same point of view as him, mm-hmm. which is from above. Yeah. <laughs> which is why, like, that's a really interesting scene where thought and proves that the movie is, like, actually has some really good bones, but they never, like, make sure to even hint at that. You have to think of that on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to explain it to me. It was just, like, hint at it. So everyone in the audience will be like, oh, okay. I had a thought today. <laughs> Instead I, I, of being like, okay, if I force myself to think about this movie two years after it came out, then I'll get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. just sitting in his room, finally. <laughs> um, I, I read a, like an Instagram post the other day. or No, no, no. It was one of those videos right. that we've been obsessed with lately. The, you the, have to... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to get to it in a second. But I just want to say, I... Because I, 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 those videos we've been obsessed with lately with the guy dramatically reading like a Tumblr post or whatever... Yeah. And it was one of those, and it's a, my, my singular brain cell bounces around in my head like the Windows screensaver, and it was just like the, the reply post was, whenever it aligns perfectly with the quarters of the screen, I have a thought. <laughs> I was rolling, as the kids in 2005 say. Um, but anyway... Yeah, I just I, I I do enjoy the idea of like Luke, Luke, Luke. Lex. <laughs> oh, because I looked at the Star Wars poster. Um, okay. I enjoy the idea of Lex um, as this like great tempter or this great manipulator who like looks at what these like good men are doing, and instead of um, just letting it be, instead of just letting it be, he decides to turn them on each other, mm-hmm. um, and 
he has many ways of doing so. So anyway, yes, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy your little, your little thought experiment. There you go. All right. So you're talking about a few good men. Yes, I'm talking about a few good men. And gatekeeping. And gatekeeping. Because I think I, I don't. Rem- I I didn't go back and like listen to the episode or anything because mm-hmm. I I know that I put out like a hypothetical like. Hmm. <laughs> King Kong is monkey. <laughs> King Kong is monkey. No, I I knew I put out a hypothetical thing I would talk about, but as I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this. <laughs> anyway, go for it. So there's movie. The very old Chris Pratt movie. <laughs> is Chris Pratt actually? In no, Chris Pratt is not <laughs> in like, a few what? good men. What if I? Would... <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's Commander Colonel Jessup. Yeah, that, I that's Chris. I would have just believed you. So <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because like I could have gotten away with that. <laughs> There's no like thing you get like you. <laughs> You don't, like, get anything out of me believing that, so there's no point. Yeah, I, except for maybe joy every time. I'm like, did you know Chris Pratt was in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what happens the one day that I forget that I told you that? Like, no, he's not, you dummy. <laughs> and you're just like, you're the one who told me that. <laughs> I'm look it up. <laughs> if Chris Pratt is actually in this movie, I'm going to be rolling. As the kids in 2005 right. say. Just get into it. Um, so, okay. So, A Few Good Men. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the movie, I'm going to get into the basic plot of the movie. And I, I will have to say I'm going to spoil the movie as well. Um, it's a phenomenal film. Um, so, just be aware of that. But I, I'm going to describe the basic plot of the movie. And then I'll get to the actual spoilers for my actual gospel presentation of the film. Um, so, yeah. Basic plot summary, just so I can hook you for the film and you can go see it. Um, The main idea is there are these two Marines and they're being put on trial. Uh, The military has a, I don't know, they have their own special judicial system. Mm -hmm. That is something to be very aware of for context of this film. They're not in a regular court of of law. They're in a a martial court of law. so yes, um, there's these two Marines and they're being put on trial because they've killed a guy. <laughs> um, uh, so you have, uh, it's Lance Corporal Dawson and uh, I, I don't think he's also a Lance Corporal. He may be. I, I don't remember the rank of the other guy, but it there's Dawson and Downey, okay? Um, so they are, they're, they're both good men. There's a few good men. They're, they're mostly good people in this movie. Um, the problem is that these two... We'll just say they're both Lance Corporals. These two Corporals, they both get an order from a higher up in the film, and that would be uh, Commander Colonel Jessup. Um, basically, they have this young, again, Marine uh, recruit who is joined, uh, good old Willie, and uh, he's not doing too hot. He's, he's really... He's just not the best he's physical not the, example of his soldiers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so his... Yeah. Santiago. So uh, William Santiago, I believe, was his full name. But So Santiago, Willie, whatever. Um, they they get a, this special order from Jessup, who does not like Santiago. And so they he orders this code red 
um, training on the guy. Uh, it's basically a hazing procedure. Um, it's, if if I had to like, sorry. No, I just looked. Oh, oh, you looked up, <laughs> and I was like, "Did I <laughs> did I unlock some memory from Triangle or something?" Like, <laughs> no. um, but yeah, so it's, it's basically a hazing procedure, but it, it's framed as this like special military uh, training to like get Santiago up on par with everyone else. Um, Which is they they put in like I can't I haven't seen this movie in a while. Right? Okay. What, they just essentially go put a bag over his head and beat him? <laughs> Isn't that what they did? That's pretty much what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get him into shape. Um, like, hey, this is how things are going to go from now on. But the movie frames it as... I shouldn't say that the movie frames that, That's what the movie frames it as. What they... What they try to say it actually is, is like, oh, it's a special military thing. We're just trying to, like... It's a special part of the training... He wasn't on par with everyone else, so you know we wanted to give him some extra incentive to like, hey, like step up your game. We we, we won't beat you at night if you if you step it up. <laughs> but he's not very physically fit. I think he has like asthma or some other like medical yeah. condition as well. Um, he's ju- he's just not a good soldier. Um, he's good at other things, just not at being big buff guy for the Marines. Mm-hmm. He should have joined the Air Force if that's what he was going to do. Yeah. Ha ha. Uh, I'm uh, an army kid. Take that, Air Force. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just over here like, uh-huh. <laughs> Military talk, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, my, my point is, um, yeah, so he dies. Uh, they're hazing and like any, most people, most other people probably could have survived this, but he doesn't. He dies. And so now suddenly... Um, there's this trial being held, and the whole movie is about this trial. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, so I guess to to start off my actual gospel presentation, I will say Colonel Jessup. He's not a good guy. Um, he's not a good man. He's not of the of the few good men who are in this. But he does order this thing, and he does order it specifically to try and get. Um, this soldier up on par with everyone else. He does order it for a what 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 can be seen as an objective good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this thing that was meant to to help him um, ends up destroying, um, killing uh, William Santiago. And so from there, you can see that like that's that's what I want to tie into this idea of gatekeeping. Um, so what's gatekeeping? What's gatekeeping? I guess, oh yeah, I guess I do have to define that term, don't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, gatekeeping, it started off as like more of an internet term of like, as someone who's in the anime community, I'm very familiar with the term. Basically, um, I'll use anime as an example. Uh, somebody's like, like watches a show, and then they're like, hey, that was a pretty good show. And they go online or whatever, and they're like, hey guys, have you all seen, uh, I don't know, what's a, I don't know, Naruto? Have you seen Naruto? That was such a good show, man. And everyone's like, yeah, have you seen all the movies for Naruto and the sequel series? And did you watch all of the yeah. spin-off shows from it? And did you That's also the... know? And, and did you read the manga? And did, and everyone's like, ah. Or, not everyone. And the, the guy who's just like, ah. 
I, I just, I liked the, when Naruto said, believe it, and he fought the guy, and he got stronger, <laughs> and this is my first time ever seeing anime, and then everyone on the internet goes, you're not even a real fan. So, so <laughs> the fandom community thing I was talking about two episodes ago. Yes, it's basically the fandom. The, 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 the toxic fandom. Yes. Where it's like, you aren't good enough yet. Yes. Please leave us alone. Please leave us alone. Um, Instead of realizing that the internet is a very big place, and there is definitely room for you to enjoy your deep lore, and you can just ignore the new fans. Except for, (laughs) you do not have to make people feel bad for enjoying the thing you also enjoy. Yeah. And since then, from... From that very toxic anime community, I feel like it's it's definitely bled into other nerd things like Star Wars and so think, on. And then now it's too it's, bad with Star Wars. It's not too bad with Star so Wars. So long as you've seen I feel like the movies. I feel like you're I there. feel like since Star Wars I feel like it was that way. And then after the reboot, after the Disney reboot, things have gotten a lot more calmed down. Where it's like yeah. yeah, you can't possibly enjoy all this media. But we all like the movies, and every now and then someone will throw in like a casual like comic tidbit or something, yeah. you know. But it's, it's it's like you you literally have to devote your life <laughs> to this yeah. to to be able to even consume the media, much less like n- understand all of it perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like you have to be a Star Wars YouTuber or something, <laughs> Star Wars to YouTube. to actually invest your life in all this media <laughs> yeah, that they produce. Yeah. But but, but point it, it is in other forms of media. If if there's like Marvel is like, oh, oh, like, oh, I like these Fantastic Four guys. Well, did you know that they actually have a very complicated relationship and it's like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, anyway, point is um so that that's that's the basic idea of what gatekeeping is. There mm-hmm. are people and they are, we, we look down on them very shamefully, um, but they are gatekeepers and they prevent other people from just enjoying something or growing in something. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, the term has grown to like kind of mean other stuff. People who are like yeah. big into exercise, there are gatekeepers for that. Like, Oh, and you're, you're not just working out unless you're like eating properly and doing this. And there, they're there's just political pe- gatekeeping now yes. where it's like, Oh, you want to call yourself a feminist or a conservative yeah. or- Yep. You, you're pro gun, but you don't. But you think there should be one law? What? What? <laughs> 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 um, it's like you can't. You you have to fit into my terms. Exactly. Of what this is? They add specific barriers to other people enjoying them, and if you do start to get close, they start adding steps to stuff. They, they uh, prevent people from entering in. You know, like they're a, gate. They're gatekeeper. gatekeeper. <laughs> anyway. I've defined, I've explained what the movie is. I've explained what the term is. You understand both. Okay, let me, let's go. Let's t- now I can talk about Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's, that really is something I, I enjoy talking about as far as the podcast is concerned. Like, okay, can we talk about God now? Um, <laughs> um, I haven't given like a hellfire sermon here in a while. And it, I just, it's been a minute. And I just, I really wanted to call out some people. So Let's do some calling out. Today. I feel like this is going to be like a sequel to my fandom one. This will be my angry sequel. <laughs> I, I, every now and then, I just I need to get on here and like condemn some people. So yeah, we're going to condemn some people today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically, um, I'm going to draw some parallels between the film 
And then also what, as Christians, I feel we do a lot in terms of gatekeeping. Um, so I, I guess the, the, the prime example of a gatekeeper in this film would be um, the Commander Colonel Jessup, who sits there and says, oh, this guy's not a good enough Marine. Let's beat him up until he's a good Marine. That would be that would be a very good example of a gatekeeper. Um, but he's not the guy that I want to focus on. I just want to use, like, okay, there you go. You have an example. Um, but th- throughout the film, Tom Cruise, um, his sidekick Joe, and their other lovable sidekick, I don't remember his name, but there's, there's these three lawyers, and they're looking deeper and deeper into the case, and it's this political courtroom drama, and as they dig deeper and deeper and deeper, they find more and more like cool factoids about the case and more things that they just kind of just kind of getting into. Um, anyway, climax <laughs> of the film. <laughs> um, the 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 basic idea: you have Dawson and Danny. They're standing to hear the verdict. The courtroom has heard all of the evidence about how they they put a bag over this guy and they beat him up in the middle of the night multiple times over and over and over again until the guy died. And they're just standing there, like just hearing all of the stuff. And they feel very confident in this because they were just following orders. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that they were doing. They were Marines and they followed the orders they were given. And the courtroom, again, the judge and the jury, they are all, also military personnel. They also understand that mindset. Um, so as they're hearing the charges being cast on them, or I guess maybe that's not correct courtroom <laughs> terminology, but regardless, they hear they hear everything that's being that they're being charged with, um, and they're cleared of everything except mm-hmm. for one. Um, it, and I hate spoiling the film in this because it's a very powerful scene, but uh, they're they're cleared of all charges. They're not charged for first degree murder, second degree murder. They're not nothing. They're charged with conduct unbecoming of a United States Marine. That is what they are found guilty of. Um, and so as a result, the judge sentences them. Uh, they are ruled. Uh, what is it? They're like ruled with like community service already served or something. Yeah. Um, and also, it's not even a slap on the wrist. It's a you did something bad. Now leave. <laughs> they are, but they are charged with, or they are sentenced to being dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps, um, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big. That's slap. a big deal. That is a big deal. Um, and they're they're shocked. Dawson and Downey are absolutely flabbergasted. Um, Downey goes into like a panic. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, they're not going to prison. Um, they But they cannot call themselves Marines. They cannot call themselves and, Marines. And the reason they did this is because they believe in that Marine identity so much. Yeah. And it's like stripping who they are away from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're, they are great Marines. Um, you know, yeah, you can see them uniforms and look at all their badges and stuff. They're, 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 they are model Marines. Um, and so Downey being stripped of that, like he, it gives this idea that like he would have been okay with going to prison or any, or near anything else. It's just being stripped of that identity. This thing that he lived for, this thing that he strived for, this thing that he, he dedicated his life to. And the reason why he killed a guy, um, and was okay with it afterwards. He, Anyway, so point is, I'm I'm just I, I have the script from that part. Um, 
like written out. Um, so Downey, uh, upon hearing this, he freaks out a little bit. He's like, I don't understand. What did that mean? Colonel Jessup said he ordered the code red. And so he's asking the lawyers this. And so one of them, Joe, she says, I know. And Downey says, Colonel Jessup said he ordered the code red. What did we do wrong? And Joe says, it isn't that simple. And Downey continues, what did we do wrong? We did nothing wrong. And then Dawson, the other one, he responds with, yeah, we did. Pauses for a second. He says, we were supposed to fight for people who couldn't fight for themselves. We were supposed to fight for Willie. So, Mm -hmm. and that moment, Dawson realizes, like, okay, what we did wrong was we as Marines, as soldiers, our conduct was unbecoming because we were supposed to realize in that moment that no, like as soldiers, our duty and our responsibility to other U.S. citizens is to, well, to, to the world. <laughs> to not murder them? It's to not murder them. But it is, it's, we have strength. We are blessed with strength. And we are to protect others who were not blessed in that way, who were blessed and gifted in other ways, but just not with this ability to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. William Santiago could not defend himself. Maybe he should have found, he found his identity in being a Marine, but other people couldn't accept that and they killed him for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Dawson finally coming to terms with that knowledge understands why what they did yeah what what they Dawson Downey did was wrong um yeah and, I, I, oh. I think what you were saying about like their charge mm-hmm. is conduct unbecoming of a marine yeah and that is like the metaphorical charge that Willie got mm-hmm. he's like you're not acting like a marine because mm-hmm. of your physical strength and your asthma and this and that yeah and so he was charged like his sentence was a death sentence and these guys get the same charge in like an actual court Mm -hmm. and they just get stripped of their identity. Yeah. And so like, that's what he's realizing in that moment is Mm -hmm. like, we got stripped of our identity because we did wrong. That guy didn't even do anything wrong, but he was perceived as doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and he was killed for it. Yes. (laughs) And so looking at these, Three men, um, I, I think, piggybacking off of that idea, looking at these three men, it's interesting to see, like, they all lived for, uh, or lived for their identity of being Marines, and yet they all died in different senses. Um, their identity died in a way, where for, for Santiago, he sees his identity in being a Marine, and physically, he, he was a martyr to that cause in a sense. Like, he, he, Physically, he died still believing he was a Marine. He never regretted that in a moment. He, I mean, he just, he died for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dawson and Downey, they lived for being Marines. And because of the way that they followed that out, because they believed that William wasn't being the perfect Marine in a sense, he died. He just, or he, or they, they died in the sense that their identity was taken from them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that I really love where Christ is talking about the end times and he's saying that like there will be people on that day um, who will come to me and say, like, Lord, Lord, and I will turn to them and say, I never knew you. Yeah. They believe that they are following whatever 
they need to do to be good, faithful Christians, yeah. a few good men. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're not. They're just following orders from other people. Yeah. And they're never once building a relationship with Christ or building up their identity. Yeah. Um, and so I think... Turning, being a Christian is not just following biblical orders. Yes. And yes. so many people miss out on that. Yes. And it's and, such a beautiful thing to live into. And, and you think, if I follow these orders, that fulfills my identity as a Christian. And they, and it's conduct unbecoming of a Christian. <laughs> yes. It, it's yes. not, you're not living beyond reproach because you don't actually care about anything you're doing. You're just following orders. They believe that the ends justify the means. Yeah. And then the, the, the acts they did in God's name, the many miracles they did in God's name, even mm-hmm. things that are supernatural. They did. Yeah. In God's name. Yeah. They did conduct on becoming of a Christian though. Yeah. And God never knew them. Mm. Same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Same idea. Um, and so, like, for us, you say conduct, becoming of a Christian, um, instead of, like, reprimanding these young Christians for not matching their ideals of what a Christian should be. And, yes, there is a time to reprimand and show reproach on a young Christian. If, if they're like, yes, I'm dedicating my life to this. And he's like, oh, cool. How often are you reading the Bible? And they're like, well, I, didn't, I haven't killed somebody. And he's like, that's a step. <laughs> but you, may I encourage you to you take not, another one? <laughs> not killing people before, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, at, it's just as as us as I'm, I'm assuming saying this that like you listening to. The, I guess I'm gatekeeping in my own sense in saying this, but I'm assuming you listening to the podcast. I'm assuming you have like some maturity as a Christian yourself, and so I'll say like, are you as a Christian? Are you taking your time in nurturing other young Christians? Are you? pouring into them in any way. I don't know. Like there's a call to try and make disciples and that we as, I don't know, I guess you could say disciples of Christ. We, we are called to like grow in our own right. Um, I think that as Christians, I I shouldn't say as Christians, I think that as the body of church, there's definitely a tendency to like somebody gets brought into the faith and like they're baptized and they're given a Bible and then they're immediately um, left on their own left on their own or they're invited into community but they're like oh you should join in you should join this bible study or this, yeah. this community group or whatever but it's like a little advanced for them and they're talking well, yeah. about things that are like like oh you know have you but, ever but that christian who just became a believer he mm-hmm. thinks christianity is i gotta go to this thing i gotta go do this thing yep. i gotta yep. read this yep. thing i gotta do this thing and even though they started out and they did actually have a heart change mm-hmm their Christian walk has just become a list of things to do. Yeah. And I, and they might even understand, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like sometimes it might be way too advanced for them. <laughs> right. And Right. And But it might not be. But going to those things is not your identity as a Christian. Yeah. Christ and, is your identity as a Christian. Exactly. <laughs> and so those young believers fall into one of two categories where they, like what you're saying, where Christianity just becomes a checklist every day. Mm-hmm. which is not a relationship with yeah. God. Um, don't or, lie, don't kill, read your Bible, okay. pray. I like that you're counting on your fingers. <laughs> the, the audience can't see that you're counting on your fingers, but I, I, I was like, don't lie, don't kill. And I was like, is he just going to recite the Ten Commandments? <laughs> like, out of order, but is he just going to recite the oh, Ten yeah. Commandments? That's the biggest thing with Ten Commandments. Can I keep them in order? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I cannot. But there's a second point. <laughs> um, 
And for the, why did I just change tabs? There's a second point. And for the second point, I just, I think that there's a different category someone can fall into. Um, so like looking at Willie as an example, um, you can kind of get burned out in the church. And I don't think Willie ever had a chance to get there because, uh, poor Santiago gets murked. Um, <laughs> 360 no scope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're Marines. Um, but no, um, <laughs> but Willie, he never gets a chance to like fully get here. But I think that like as a result of, um, I don't know how to put this, like somebody taking the initiative to say like, Hey, I know what you need without ever actually checking in on them and ever actually seeing what their spiritual needs are or why they aren't meeting the exact very specific, uh, list of things that your church thinks someone needs to be a Christian, um, someone gets burned out, um, and they never have anyone praying over them or anything. And it just, they, they end up leaving the faith. Um, and, and whether they leave the faith or they just leave the church, I would say, obviously Willie never gets the chance to get there because again, dead. Um, but I, I think, I think that like for, for newer Christians coming into the faith, when they see this like checklist approach, of Christianity like presented to them, it's kind of scary. Like people have busy lives, people have stuff going on. And I don't think anyone wants to have another list of things that they need to deal with. Um, when, when we as older, more mature Christians look at these younger Christians and we see them like, I don't know how to put this underperforming, I guess, in a sense, um, like, it can be a bit upsetting. I know for myself, I typically like, cause I, I like to keep up relationships with people. So I'll typically talk to these like, Oh, Hey, you know, I, I've noticed you're not coming to church as often, or, um, uh, you know, you haven't been at the, you know, or you're still coming to church, but you're not really showing up in the community lately. Um, what's been going on? And they're like, Oh, I, you know, I've just been busy or whatever. And I've had that conversation so many times and it always upsets me. And I, I think the reason, like, if I could be completely honest, I think the reason it upsets me is just because, like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I feel that it's like a very, like, un, like a very non believer response where it's just like, hey, can you come to church this week? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to be really worn out from work and I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. You know, like, hey, you do church or whatever, but like, that's just not for me. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not going to come. And it's like, you know, like, for me, I always get upset when like newer believers say that just because I'm like, you're, you're supposed to leave that behind engage in the community and instead of like really trying to empathize with where they're coming from which isn't really like me um i i am the empathy christian that's my thing get together man it doesn't happen sometimes i'm sorry yeah Um, you're like so empathetic with someone who's not a believer and then when they are it's like why didn't you change immediately yeah instead of (laughs) instead of you know giving them the time and the space that they need so i know that that's definitely my shortcoming and where i can relate more to, I, I, mm, I guess more to Dawson in that regard, where it's like, I see someone who, who had a misstep and it's not until after, I won't say after the point of no return necessarily, but it's not until later when I'm like, oh wait, you know, I really, I really should have been more like understanding of where they were coming from instead of just being, instead of talking to them and being really hypocritical and two-faced about it and like being like, oh, you know, like I, I see that, oh, yeah, okay, hey, everybody gets busy. I get it. And then later on as I'm like eating lunch or whatever, just being like, 
man, I, I really hope that they're like, like, I, I really hope they're doing okay, but like, they're not at church. And then like later, later down the road being like, and yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of a jerk about that. <laughs> yeah. And when they said they were busy, you weren't like, okay, what are you busy with? And s- instead you're like, yeah, that's not a good enough excuse. In my head, not out loud, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but like, and you end up saying nothing, yeah. which is not worse, but not good either. Yeah, I, I, I'm very big on the I mean, on somebody thing, saying that and then just kind of going for the deflect, like, ah, oh, hey, everybody's busy, and then just like kind of change the subject. And instead of but like, engaging. You still need to... The correct path there is not, hey, everybody's busy, which... On the outside, it seems like, oh, he's accepted that. It's fine. It's actually seeing if, like, that's a legitimate excuse. Yes. Because if that, it's not, they do the need proper... to be, like, encouraged <laughs> to actually commit. And that's the thing. If you don't if you don't take that next step, you don't know whether to reproach or back off or offer support or, you're hey, just can back I pray off. for you in that? Or <laughs> Yeah, you're just backing off yeah. and then secretly being frustrated. Yeah. Assuming they're in the wrong without ever knowing. Yeah. You know, and so for me, it's, it's kind of, I, I stop before that and I'm just like, I assume they've messed up. I just don't talk to them about it. Yeah. And then when I do talk to them about it, like I'm already been frustrated for weeks or months. And it's like, I, I come into the conversation and they have to convince me to give them a chance before I give them a chance. You know? And that's where my shortcoming is, is where like, yeah. I just want them to be in a relationship with God. Yeah. And so I say, this is, and then I look at my own relationship and say, mm-hmm. that's what it is for me and assume it has to be the same for them. Yeah. Um, but like, I think where, Colonel Jessup comes in, mm. who is uh, Jack Nicholson's character, which I don't know if you ever said that before. Now. I, you know, I, I guess I didn't. I only, I was like, the star-studded cast of Tom Cruise. That's the only star you need. Anyway. <laughs> because Jack Nicholson, yes. Um, he's in there as a... I mean, Kevin Bacon's in this movie, mm-hmm. too. It is star studded. What's his guy? What's his name? You literally have IMDb on your phone. If you, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> uh, man, I just, Terrence Howard's in this movie. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just watching. Right. This is enjoyable. No, I won't. I'm watching I won't you do going. the dad thing of I like, won't. who all was in that one movie? No, <laughs> I actually know though. Instead of being like, well, they were in this movie and this movie and this, ish, yeah, and doing a bunch of connections but never finding out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my mom's thing because my dad, my dad is a movie file. And we'll sit there and be like, oh, he was in the one thing. And then if my, he ever doesn't know a thing, my mom's like, oh, the one person who was in the, in, in the chick flick with the one guy. And then the one, and, and, and See, she was married to that, the guy and the other guy. That's the thing with my wife where yeah. she, like, if I don't know, mm-hmm. she's like, I know exactly who that is. And she's like, only right 50% of the time. And, but she's like a hundred percent sure every time yep. where it's like, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. And I have to look up this other person. <laughs> To convince her that's not it. Yes. But then I still don't know who I is. love I love watching that process. <laughs> anyway, but he's like this sorry, Commander Jessup is this false prophet character where he like it's like a preacher mm-hmm. who's like been in this checklist mentality for yeah. so long that when people aren't meeting it, he discourages them. Yeah, he orders the code red. Yeah, he orders the code red 
uh, and like tells other people, hey, I need you to talk to them. And when he says that, it's not, oh, go figure out what's going on, see if he needs any help. It's like, tell him to fix it or get out of here. Yeah. And then we as Christians, when we are interacting with someone who is kind of this false teacher who, mm-hmm. or just someone who is a Christian but has gotten into that mentality of a checklist, we have this responsibility to say no. That's not what we should be doing here. Yeah. We shouldn't force them to meet this checklist. We should yeah. see who they are and what they're doing yeah. and see if they're earnestly trying to have a relationship with Christ. And it just, they don't have the time or they don't know why to do something. Mm-hmm. And so they don't because they aren't taking a checklist for granted like we are, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And that that's like where we need to step up and be, Again, like Dawson, who like figures it out at when it's too late, but he figures it out where it's like, no, we were not being Marines, even though we were following a Marine's orders. Yeah. You know, we weren't, you can't be a Christian just because you follow a pastor's orders. That's not what you're there for. You can't even be a Christian by following biblical Bible orders. You have to have a desire to follow those orders (laughs) for a good reason to be in a relationship with Christ and to do what is good, not just because I followed those orders, I'm good enough. Yeah. And I, we had a recording mess up. (laughs) And so I'm not sure if this part was on it, but you brought up that verse where it's like, I never knew you. Yeah. Where it's like you, they did actual spiritual miracles in his Mm -hmm. name. And he's like, yeah, that, that doesn't count though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, I know you did that. And I wanted that to happen, but that doesn't mean that my blessing. That was good that you did that, but you're not saved. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I will say to bring back something I said a second ago, but I I was like, it's very hypocritical of me to like cast judgment on people like that. Uh, I've been very frank on the podcast before. I get very bad depression spirals sometimes. Yeah. And my, my, my instinct, I guess my immediate thing that I jump to whenever that happens is very much like, so I'm going to hide now. <laughs> and I know that we're a little over on time, so I'll try to keep this short, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And, and so I've definitely had other people come up to me in those moments and be like, Hey, you know, like, are you okay right now? Blah, 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 blah. And I've had people demonstrate that like proper it actually response. helps you. Yes. And you're like, that was a good thing. That and you I'm like, Hey, I just How really, that was right. I, I should do that next time. I should time. do that next time. And I've had that like demonstrated to me. And I've had that like very like brotherly, sisterly, biblical gentleness, love, yes, yeah. gentleness and love, like approach, <laughs> like poured on me before. And I've had to be very frank where I'm like, Hey, right now, I'm not doing great and I might not be doing great for a while and I, I'll be back. I promise. But right now I understand I'm not engaging with community and I understand that you think, and you're probably right, but like, I know that you think that like me engaging with Christian community would be very helpful to me right now. I just, you're right. I know. But like, <laughs> I, I need time before I can be around a person and not break down. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I need, I need that space. <laughs> It Once probably I, won't be more than like a week and a half, but still, I need that space. And as soon as I, I, as soon as I know that I can be around a person, I can step into that, and we can we can go from there, and I can start dealing with stuff. Yeah. But like I, and like what you need in that moment, mm-hmm. in those times, is it's just I prayer. Need, I just yeah, well, no, <laughs> you need to feel like mm-hmm. you can be safe around other people. Yeah, and so what they do is they make you feel safe around them. 
And that usually helps you, like you were just saying, yeah. feel safe around other people and get out of that. But someone coming up to you and be like, hey, you weren't at church, that's a problem. That's not going to f- make you feel safe around yeah. them because they came to you and attacked you. You know, they ordered the code red on you. They're like, they ordered the code red. <laughs> you I weren't like at church, that. that's a problem. I Instead like of coming up and saying, and like actually being a Marine or whatever and actually defending the yeah. weak or yeah. being a Christian and well, like what we're actually talking about yeah. and being gentle and understanding and wanting what's good for you, but trying to understand why you're not doing what's good instead mm-hmm. of just being like, you're not what, no, you're not with it. Yeah. Sorry. You need to fix that. And like, even that person, and that's kind of why this is an issue is like, even the person who walks up and says, you're not going to church, that's a problem. That might motivate you to go to church. It could. And it that, could. You're like, and, man, that guy, I'm going to show tr- him. Going to, <laughs> and going to church, or you could be like, he's right, I need to be. Yes, or you could it. be convicted. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's probably what And you could go to church happen. and like actually get help and feel better. Yeah. And church can be helpful like it's yeah. supposed to be. Again, and God can he, work through any testimony, yeah, no but, matter how bad. But that meant he was not viewing you as a brother in yeah. that moment. He was viewing you as a problem. Yeah. And that's still not okay. Yeah. it's And it's not okay on and so, his part. <laughs> yeah. So, like, a code red could work in, <laughs> in, in a military, like, standpoint. Like, he's probably done it before. That's why he thinks it's okay. Mm-hmm. To order it, mm-hmm. hey, just go beat this guy up a few times. He'll get some motivation. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll come out better than ever. Yeah, and that's why. But that does not mean a co-red is okay. Yeah, just because it works doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. And so he's still in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a <laughs> yeah. very like the results justify the means, and I think that that's that's definitely the point with like the you know I never knew you. Yes, yeah. you cast out demons in my name. You performed these miracles. You did all these things. But you didn't do them knowing me. You yeah. didn't do them with love. You for got me. results. You, you didn't have. You didn't actually have the means to be saved. Though. Yes. <laughs> it just. It just doesn't work out. It's like anyway. a salesperson. Like, oh, I went and sold fifty cars, and it's like, okay, did you just like? Okay, you got results. Does that does not mean you're a good salesman? You could have manipulated people and bribed people into buying cars. That doesn't mean you're a good salesman. You yeah. didn't. Do could what, those people afford those cars? Yeah, could those people <laughs> afford those cars? Could did you like manipulate prices and things? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I really feel. Or did you actually sell the car? Yeah, sell the car. Yeah. I, 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 I will say, I love at the end of some of my things or some of your things. Whenever we do these, and we kind of end with like more of a conversation. Than yeah, I, I like that. But, anyways, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. Uh, hey, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Hope you maybe even felt convicted by this conversation. Uh, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. If you think we're dead wrong, we'd love to hear it. Uh, um, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, I probably enjoy conversations where people's like. People are like, hey, I honestly believe you're very little of what you just said is correct. More than someone just, hey, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, I enjoy that conversation and hopefully it can lead into a better conversation. But you agreeing with me is not a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So thanks for being here. Whatever you got to say, if you enjoyed our conversation, we still want to hear about it, but mm-hmm. we want to have a deeper conversation. So. Come bring whatever you want to us. If you have your own idea about your own movie, TV show, music, book, comic book, anything, we'd love to hear about it too. Um, you can contact us at 
OCVEPod on Facebook or Twitter or OCVEPod.com or OCVEPod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.